0: Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. Hey, everybody, Hunter Lowry here. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Oh man i got a kind of spooky topic for you today (laughs) i want to talk to you about people's biggest financial regrets i was driving to work today and as you've heard me talk about i listen to a ton of podcasts when i'm driving i drive a lot kind of slowed down a little bit during covid while i worked from home but i'm starting to go back into the office more i I seem to be way more productive and focused I, <laughs> I don't get distracted by horses outside or laundry i need to do or the refrigerator right next to my desk and plus it's just like it's nice to get back out and nice to be back in my normal routine so i'm back to more driving i was seriously <laughs> driving so little oh man during the second half of last year i didn't even realize my truck registration was expired by like six months <laughs> and it was so bad. This year I actually had to send in my proof of insurance. I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but um, with the DMV in California, they make you send your insurance card every few years. And I found the letter telling me to do that in a pile of old mail on my desk. I thought I didn't need anymore. Thank goodness that I didn't throw it out, but I actually got through the DMV in five minutes this year and got it all done. Last time I was there, it took me like six hours, seriously, to get my real ID. It was the worst thing in the entire world. I was so bored, so angry sitting in there. (laughs) So I knew I needed to go get my registration done. And I set an entire day aside. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm just going to just plan on it being a full day, so I'm not angry this time. I figured with COVID, it was going to be way worse. Lines would be so dang long. And actually when I pulled up to the DMV, people were lined up all outside. So I'm sitting in my truck in the parking lot, having a mental talk with myself, (laughs) preparing for the battle of sitting in the DMV all day. And I finally mustered up the courage to get in line. And this lady, she just pops out of the door. She was so nice, so friendly, super helpful. She's just saying, okay, sir, right over here, give me this and this and this and this. And Take your hat off and we'll take your temperature. Okay, you're good to go. Right over there to the lady behind window five. And I walk over to the lady behind window five and she just says, okay, can I see your insurance card? Hand her the insurance card. And she gives me my uh, little red ticket to put on my license plate. And she's like, okay, good to go. See you later. And I was out of there in five minutes. I mean, that was the, I was so happy. I couldn't even believe it. (laughs) Okay, but that whole tangent started because I was thinking about how much I've been driving again in these podcasts that I listen to. And this one that I was listening to today on my way to work, I I listen to all sorts of stuff, motivational stuff, personal development, market related news. I mean, the whole assortment, I got it all on there. And the podcast I was listening to this morning, it's this pastor and it's kind of a motivational slash half religious podcast. It's really cool. And I was listening to him and he was talking about regret and that you can't outrun it. And just basically talking about, you know, if you don't take action today towards the life that you want to live and step out of your comfort zone, then the regrets that you're going to feel down the road, you can't get away from that. You can't go back and redo those things. And so it kind of got me thinking about financial regrets. So right when I got to the office, I sat down and I searched biggest financial regrets into, into Google. And I looked at about eight or nine different websites here, and they all basically said the exact same thing across the board. So I'll share with you what I found, and hopefully it'll help your mental financial checklist and maybe provide a sense of urgency if that's what you're needing to get your financial future together now these regrets that i'm listing off are in no order ranking um they're just common feelings that i found across all these different websites when doing this deep dive this morning so first one was not saving enough for retirement could have seen that one coming right that's got to be a scary feeling I've heard it in people's voices, the concern that they have, that they don't have enough to continue their current lifestyle and they don't want to be a burden on their family. Now, I don't think it's ever too early to start saving for retirement. I have clients that are 20 years old, putting away $30 a month into a Roth IRA, and I think it's fantastic. Those people are going to be so far ahead of the game down the road. Now, you know, you've probably hold th- heard this, the rule of thumb is to save 15% of your income for retirement, which is a great benchmark, but that isn't going to work if you're 55 and you haven't quite gotten started yet. You don't want to have to be pulling from social security prior to your retirement age because you're penalized for each month you start taking t- you start taking from social security prior to that retirement age, and you don't want to have major lifestyle adjustments and have to cut your budget or sell your home when you retire all of a sudden. So that's a huge part of the financial planning process. I take my clients through. And again, it's not a conversation for everyone. For younger people, I talk more about full financial independence. You know, when you're at a point that you can really just take a month or two off of work whenever you want and not worry about the financial consequences, because that's more upfront. It's closer. It feels more attainable for younger people. For someone that's 30, even maybe 40 years old, talking about retirement, they might even, a lot of people will say, Hunter, I'll never retire. So that concept of more financial independence is what I talk about with those people. But for the people that I'm having the full retirement talk with, it can be interesting because a lot of people, they wanna talk about how much they need to save and how much they need it to uh, accumulate and how big they need to grow their nest egg. But really, the, one of the most crucial parts of the conversation its just as important, if not more important than growing it, is how are we going to draw from those funds to pay for everything that you'll need in your retirement? How are we going to structure your portfolio to really stretch out your money to last as long as possible and to fulfill everything that you want to do? And that's what sometimes people might overlook a little bit when they want to talk about the accumulation phase. Okay, so not saving for retirement, first one. Second one was not saving up for an emergency fund. And guys, this is step one. If a client does not have three to six months of expenses saved up for emergency reserves, and when I mean saved up, I'm not talking about in a liquid investment account, I mean in the bank saved up cash. I don't even feel like it's time to talk about investing until that is taken care of. I mean, that's the foundation that we can start to build everything on. And it's so crucial to have set up because it is inevitable that something unexpected is going to happen. It's part of life. Things break. We get hurt. Viruses and shutdowns and all sorts of weird and unforeseen expenses. They come out of the woods and you don't want to be caught off guard Ever or in a vulnerable position where you have to pull money from spots that are less than ideal in order to just cover yourself. Taking huge penalties and tax hits on investment accounts in order to cover unforeseen expenses, not a good plan. So the rule of thumb here is if you're single with no dependents, or if you're married with a two salary income, then three months of expenses is perfect for your emergency reserves. If you're married with dependents on one salary, then normally they say best to save six months of expenses. But if you have that all set up, when things inevitably go haywire, you'll be set up to take it all on, no worries. All right, so we got those two. The other three to six or so other regrets basically fall under one simple umbrella category. People wish they would have lived within their means. All of these things in this category were spending too much on a home, spending too much on a car, too much on student loans, racking up too much credit card debt. And unlike those unforeseen emergency expenses we were just talking about, all of those things I just listed off can be easily avoided. But it's way easier to chase that shiny object and look for short-term satisfaction in material things than to put money away for long-term goals. And do you know what's interesting? I was thinking about this as I was reading about this type of regret and how common it was across every website that I was reading. We all know this. Every single one of us knows that you shouldn't buy things you can't afford. We all know that you shouldn't be putting all these things on credit cards you can't pay off. We know that extremely wealthy people, a lot of the times are very unassuming and you would never even know they're worth millions and millions of dollars. They don't feel the need to flaunt it. And then lots of the time, people that are driving crazy nice cars and dress and act the flashiest, they can really be the ones who are dead broke. But for some reason, over and over, people fall into the trap. It's like (laughs) when you're a little kid and the parents tell you, hey, little Johnny, don't touch the stove. It's hot. It's going to hurt. Well, what does little Johnny do every single time? His parents turn around. He runs up to the stove and puts his hand on it, burns his hand. And he's like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that for some reason it seems like with finances people act like little johnny and they don't follow very easy rules i don't think anyone's gonna tell you oh yeah i really didn't know that i shouldn't buy that car that's worth two times more than my annual salary like i had no idea or i didn't know that i shouldn't have bought a house right out of college spending every single penny i make just to pay the mortgage i thought that that was a great idea But for some reason, a lot of people have to touch that fire and see for themselves. And that's why I get so excited about young people investing and talking to me about their financial goals. I mean, I get excited talking to everyone about their financial goals, but I know that for these younger individuals, by taking these steps so early on, they're not gonna be making these bad financial decisions where they're just already ingraining the habit of having great financial habits. Creating your ideal financial life, it isn't a hard thing to do taking you from where you are right now, this very instant, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast and take moving you from this instant to wherever it is that you wanna be. It's not rocket science, it isn't magic, and it's actually extremely simple. And this transformation, it could be as small as you know, getting your emergency fund just finished up and putting $30 a month into a Roth IRA or as big as wanting to double your $5 million portfolio into 10 million over the next seven or eight years to pass through your estate onto your heirs and to set them up for a success that they aren't even aware of, they aren't even aware it exists. There's a path for everyone, it just takes discipline, and what it takes most of all is time. So when you're ready to talk about what that path looks like for you and your financial future, then go head over to my website at hunterlowry.com and you can jump on my calendar right there. We can get going and get you set up as soon as you would like. Don't be someone who has financial regrets. Let's make sure that you're ahead of the game here. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. Always appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.